Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Here with me again is Rojan. I would be the Sark to your MCP, wouldn't I? Would that be correct? Eh, nah. No? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would be your Sark. Yeah. That would work, yeah. How you been? It's been a while since yeah. I... Yeah. Back in the saddle after, I think, a, a month hiatus. Sounds right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, switching careers back to retail uh, after 22 years in the hotel industry has been a, a experience yeah. because this went from being traditionally my slow time at work to now, holy fuck, I'm working all the time. Yeah, well, you also got a big promotion and all that shit. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm management now. Yep, you're, you're management material, and, and you are working in the business that you, you kind of should be in anyways. Yeah. So you're right where you need to be. Wherever you need to be, there you, you are. are. Life just happens. Like, with me... I've just had so much stuff going on that I've barely had time to do my show. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, let's record an episode. I'm like, can't, I can't. I am booked literally for the next 19 days. You know, like almost every hour is booked for the most part. Um, it's, you know, it's weird because I've said this many times when COVID hit, everybody was like, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to get that done. And then when COVID's over with, I'm going to go out and do this and I'm going to do that. And then it's just like. The vacuum that COVID created just got filled, you know, it's, right. it's not over with, but you know what I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just busy, 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 then family happens and drama happens and jobs happen and right. life happens. And Well, we've got so, a shit ton of stuff to talk about yeah, we because do. Uh, we do. a lot of stuff happened. So let's, uh, let's start with what we're drinking. Um, I guess I'll go first. I am, I am, gra- I grabbed a beer out of the fridge where beers go to die, which is your fridge. And I am drinking a, uh, I think it's Atwater Brewery Dirty Blonde. Mm-hmm. And you are drinking? I am drinking a Guinness Nitro Coffee Brew because, you know, I need to drink alcohol and caffeinate at the same time. There's but nothing wrong with that. There is not. Nothing wrong with that. So, I thought you would be drinking the 12 beers of Christmas because you we both got our boxes this year. No, because um, what I'm going to do is uh, starting, let's see, today's the 10th, so... You're actually going to do the 12 the beers? The 13th. I'm going to do, oh, I'm going to Instagram it. Every day I'm going to drink one of the stouts so, uh, huh. so I can go to the 12 beers of Christmas. So let's clink. Clink. To the show. To the show. To being back on the air again. Yep. And uh, right off the bat, we're going to pour one out for Cowboy Bebop. Oh, man. So this this is an interesting story because this is something we've we've talked about and we were hyped about and we were, oh, my God, I can't wait to this. And then we've been on this, like, month-long hiatus. And in that month-long hiatus, Cowboy Bebop has dropped, aired, and been canceled. Let's start with, let's talk about the show first before we get to the whole cancellation thing. So... Um, so of course, okay. Now, now to preface, preface. Spoiler alert. Pre- spo- well, yes, kind of spoiler alert. But I have only seen the first four episodes because I'm I, about there too. That's a word. I do not like to binge shows if they drop the whole season in one episode or like one thing, because it's mentally I will binge the I will binge the season and then have to wait. But now. I'm thinking I need to start stop doing that. I think I need to binge these shows because I think one of the metrics that uh, Netflix is looking at is like, are these shows being watched immediately? Um, yeah. So because to yeah. metrics, it looks like, well, this guy watched the first two episodes and then he stopped, so he lost. Which interest. is a bullshit way to do it. It really, especially now during this time of year. Right. Um, but I don't know if that's how they're. I don't know. 
Well, so, okay, so here's the thing. Let's get to that at the end. Well, Let's... no, 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 no. This, this is something we should talk about right now. What does Netflix define metric-wise as what is successful for a show? Is it, are they looking for number of watches? Are they looking for new subscriptions when a show comes out? Because I think they... No, it's number of watches. I yeah. read one of the articles and it said that when Cowboy Bebop dropped, it had a viewer percentage of 79%, and then after that, it started to tank. Mm -hmm. It went from 79% down to 54%. Now... I, I, there's there's could be a variety of reasons for that, but that apparently that is specifically what Netflix looks for. Now, if people started talking with their dollars and saying "fuck this, I'm out," dropping the subscription and going to one of the many other services that are out there right now offering content as well, mm -hmm. I think Netflix would be like, "Wait a minute, hold on, maybe we need to rebase this." Right. Um, because like it's. Like what? Even like what we've been doing is every Thursday, myself and Banjo, Banjo Jones have been getting together, and we've been watching two episodes every Thursday, um, of of Bebop. So you know that's that is pretty much all I'm going to be able to do in one night. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Bebop is a show that I want to savor slowly and yeah. enjoy. You yeah. know. Now with uh, the Expanse, there was so much to watch. That I pretty much just I would sit down and just watch episode after episode. Yeah, every night. which which is another thing we got to get to the we fact will. that you finally you finally I broke did. down and want listened to literally everyone telling you that no the expanse is worth watching and you finally watched yeah, the expanse. I did. Well, I never I, I just it just wasn't. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Let's <laughs> stick, let's stick with one thing we, at a yeah, time. Yeah, we got enough. All we, right, yeah. so so let's talk Bebop. So, I um so yeah, as soon as it dropped, uh, we were gonna watch it on like a one day. And I didn't watch it. I held out when it was released because I think it was like a Sunday night or Saturday night we were going to watch it. Mm -hmm. And like I, 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 after being a dick on some things and watching them before I got to see them with you, I abstained. And then you guys. I just start... expect you to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And and then you guys. Yeah, yeah. Start... yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then you guys started without me because I got stuck late at work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think you'd already you had already watched. You said you had already watched it at that point. No, 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 no. The first when we were all going to get together on yeah. a Saturday night and watch the episode. Yeah, uh, the first two episodes after a movie involving sand that r rhymes with soon. Um, I've pretty much uh, plus there's I think there's been other occasions. I've pretty much just given up on the idea of us just sitting down and enjoying the experience for the first time together. I think that's a, a past. So I probably but, shouldn't tell you that I already have tickets to No Way Home. I, I, I totally expected that. I absolutely 100% expected you to do that. Well, I, I do have like my, so like there's some of my friends, Chuck, Rob, and, and part of my gaming group, and we've been going to see the new Marvel movie when it opens, oh my God, since I think Civil War. So to be fair, let's clarify here. So you're saying that you get together with friends and go and watch a movie for the first time together to enjoy the experience of geeking out together for the first time at a movie with your friends together. Yes, we also make sure that we do it the first week. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, let's say, okay, let's say a movie like Dune were to drop, okay? Okay. And, and the day, you know, we've, we've, Bebop, been, let's we've, stick with Bebop. We've been over this. I, Bebop. I watched Dune once on my TV. Yes. Because I uh -huh. wanted to watch the subtitles so I could get all the dialogue. Moving on to, let's, with Bebop. Okay, Bebop, Bebop, Bebop. 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 Not um, at all bitter or angry, Bebop. Anyways, let's talk about our initial impressions of the show, story-wise, casting-wise, and everything. So let's start with, we'll go back and forth. Let's start with the story of what, what it actually was and what we thought about it. So I'll, let's start with you. So 
it was a it's nice because it was they took the plots of some uh, like the plots of the anime but adapted some of the things that would just not have worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of changes, but I can't say they're changes that I didn't like. Um, there were changes, there were changes that I didn't like, but for the most part, I was very happy with the visual style of it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything was spot on. Yeah. Um, the, the bebop was beautiful. Oh yeah, the 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 ships were f- beautiful. The perfect. bebop was captured pristine, perfectly. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. Yeah. Interior, exterior, everything. Everything, yes. Um, Even the stingray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're the swordfish. Swordfish. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, the swordfish, on. too, looked perfect. Yes. Um, we, at the, t- where I stopped, we hadn't seen Faye's ship and we hadn't seen um, Jet's ship. Uh, the one with the weird, like, harpoon on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen, I, I, that's, I'm at the... I think I'm a little bit ahead of you, but I still haven't seen those. Sh- well, Faye had a ship, but it wasn't the but one. But it, it wasn't her. Up. It wasn't her zip craft with the yeah, two guns on exactly. it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I I liked that they did take the core stories and alter them because I did not. What I did not want to see was a rehash of the cartoon because we've seen the cartoon. Right. I didn't want them to say, "All right, let's take the cartoon and make live action of this." So they what they did is they kept the core elements of the episodes in the cartoon and they told new stories with those elements. They kept the best things from those episodes. Right. Um, and they all, like the Ein story was a little bit different. Right. But still Ayn. Um, the, uh, the black dude with the Afro, you know, he was Hakeem. still in it. Yeah. Akeem was in it, but Akeem, he was there, but he wasn't there. It was clever how they did it. Right. Um, the Faye story is still unfolding, but, it was enjoyable. I liked what they did. Um, so I had no complaints there. Um, casting. What do you think on casting? This is where the problems come in, isn't it? There's just one problem. There is absolutely one problem with everything about the show, and it's fucking vicious. The guy who they, the guy who they cast is vicious. Like, in the stills from the previews, he looked great. But as soon as he started moving and talking, it's like, you made one of the most sinister villains in anime. Look like Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. <laughs> and you made him comic relief. I don't... <sighs> like, there is nothing menacing about him at all. There is... This is not the man who, in the anime, killed his surrogate father took the corpse to the opera and used it as bait. You know what? I, I have to agree with you, but that, that, that is, that is an issue, but there's enough good in the show that I'm willing to overlook that. Two words. Mushy, mushy. <laughs> like, no, that is not. First off, vicious doesn't answer his own phone. Vicious has minions. They answer his phone. Second of all, if he did answer his phone, he does not answer it mushy mushy. I don't even care. I don't. I mean, there's so much about the show that they got right that I'm willing to forgive that. I, I do agree with you, though. I mean, that there's only one other complaint I really had about the show so far, um, and that's the way they portrayed Gren. Um, in the show, Gren, he's only in two episodes... 
and he's a ex-soldier who is stuck on Ganymede and is a like saxophone player at a jazz bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you find out that he has some kind of condition and the treatment he got for the condition gave him boobs. Which I don't know if like is something that got changed when it was from America and he was a like again yeah not even worried about that it's not a, a thing for me right the only thing that was really weird for me and this isn't necessarily a complaint I understand why they did it it's it's the casting of Faye but they had to do what they did with her because they couldn't they couldn't cast her the same way they do in the in the cartoon because women who look like that don't exist in reality and she was also a lot dumb yeah it's it was just not going to work so the big curiosity is well how are they going to do the Faye character. And it's not that I don't like her. It's just everything else is so spot on. And, and she's well, blaringly different than the cartoon. First of all, in the cartoon, Faye never uses knives. She always used guns. Uh-huh. Multiple guns. Yeah. Um, and, and so I don't get why, like, she has to have knives all of a sudden. Again, that's one of the things. I don't, I don't mind that they recreated her the way that they yeah, did. Like, like the actress who played her, like she definitely, she definitely has Faye's cockiness down. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I love the guy they have playing Jet. Like him. Oh, that was, one, yeah. 100%. Spot, spot on. Yeah. Could not, that is the most perfect casting other than the beep, because the, the ship is a character. Yeah. Other than the ship. Perfect. Absolutely Perfect. Yeah, John Cho as Spike. Good enough. Ah, see, I, I never had a problem. Like, I, I don't have a problem with him. He's good enough. He's not quite Spike, but again, you're going from anime to live action, and he he grows on you. He mm. was a little weird at first, but his character grew on me as, as playing that. So it, it worked. It's not spot on, but it's close enough to where I go, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Um, honestly, he reads as a little more bloodthirsty in the, in the show than he does in the anime. Correct. Like him always wanting to just like shoot people. It's like, no, that really wasn't Spike in the anime, but, um, Like there are scenes in there. Like it's this, funny. The scene where, spoilers, where mm. they're outside the building and Jet's got him by the leg and he's hanging upside down. And then he just sits there and casually lights up a cigarette and he's just all calm. And he's like, what are you doing? Cause I'm waiting for you to pull me up. That. I don't think that scene was in the cartoon that I remember, no, but no. it's something like you would see in the cartoon. Oh, like yeah, that yeah. interaction and that way that Spike is the, the character. He's like, just, yeah, okay, here I am. You know, I'm just, I'm going to sit here and smoke a cigarette. Like myself and Banjo, there was, there was moments in the show where we just laughed our ass off. There was a scene where the guy cuts the guy's balls off in, in the episode and he says, uh, you don't know what it's like to taste victory until you've tasted the, the, the man who wronged you's balls or something like that. <laughs> and me and me and Matt Banjo, we just lost it. We were like, what the fuck is that line? You know, because it was so it was it um, was campy, but it was funny. It worked. So there's a lot of things in the show. They did really, really well. I didn't like the subplot of Jet being the estranged father, because I think that's just a little too cliche. Um, was that in the cartoon though? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No, J- Jet was. Yeah, I didn't he, remember him having a daughter in the show. No, he was. Um, and that was his whole thing was that his life was the the ISS, and when he was betrayed, yeah, he left the ISS and took to bounty bounty hunting. I don't mind though because it fleshes the character out a little bit more. 
again, that's one of those things where it was well, like, and, I'll look past but the, this. And, but that's the thing is like, there were many directions they could have gone, but they went with like the absolute most cliched story <sighs> Don't care. of he's the, the estranged father with the, the daughter that he doesn't see. And his wife is now married to the guy who he hated from work. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, again, it's just yeah. It's I'll just, take it. Sometimes, some, I'll take it. Some cliches rank on me, and that's one of them that does. Didn't even care. Um, all right, sure, whatever. Because again, the show hits so many of the right notes. Yeah. That you can't have everything. You know, it's it's like this is for me. I'm I'm coming from the standpoint of I'll, I won't linger on it, but like the star, the last three star Wars movies, how pissed off and horrible I was with those. Whereas this, it's like, I'm coming from that direction where it's like, like we, we were all nervous about going into bebop. Are they going to get this right? Because bebop is, is a sacred cow for me. It was like Blade Runner 2049. We don't need this sequel. This, But we absolutely needed this sequel. Yeah, after I saw it, I'm like, you did good. I'm, I'm happy this is the way it's supposed to be. So with Bebop, I went into it expecting the absolute worst, hating it. And within two episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm here. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I they got everything right about the, sh- the look of the show. Like, this goes back to what I was talking about in the previous episode of world building and how I right, like worlds. Right. Like, that is a world... I could see other things happening in. That's a world I like to watch and I like to be in. Right, right. They're, they're, the world itself has a lot... It has a feel, like the classic so cars, I, the jazz. Yeah, I love world building that shows you a world and doesn't give you questions or doesn't give you information about it. It just shows you the world and you just kind of fill it in with your mind. Yeah. Like, it never sh- it never tells you why... That in this one city on Mars, it looks like Tijuana and like everybody's driving around classic cars, but Mm -hmm. it just, you just go there and you, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this works. This works. And, and you have the spaceships that exist in the same world as those classic cars. And it, and the world is consistent throughout. Right. Throughout the whole world. It's, it's Um, very consistent. It's, it's the, uh, the aesthetic is, well, no, um, the aesthetic is called retrofuturism. Yes. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that like aliens and Blade Runner gets away with. Firefly well, does it as well. Right. Where it's it's the future, but like there's anarchistic or an, an anachronistic. Anachronistic, yeah. I think is the word I'm looking for. Things. So like in Alien, it's 200 years in the future, but there's still CRT monitors using a DOS interface format. And you just kind of accept it because it's like, oh, it's this weird, cl- it's this old clunky corporate technology and it just works. So that's why they use it. Yeah. It's like when when Lucas created Star Wars, he didn't want everything in Star Wars to look clean and pristine. Everything in Star Wars looks beat up and used. Yes. Like the, the X-Wings have marks on them like they've been and around the only, for a the while. the only things that don't look like that are the Imperial things to tell you that like, no, this is the superpower. These are... These are the bad guys because their shit is brand new. And clean and shiny and everything else is all beat down. It's and... sterile. That's what yeah. I was looking for. It's sterile. It, the world looks lived in. Whereas with Bebop, there's this weird mixture of classic old cars and, and, and like the old technology. But there's there's jump gates and there's starships and all these kinds of things. And they don't really explain why everybody is still using all those classic cars and how this stuff is is where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful world. And the show... 
got all of that so well. And, and it's one of the things that I loved about Bebop was there's no ray guns. Like, they're all using real-world guns yep. to yep. the point where you know what those guns are. It's like, yeah, Spike's using a Jericho 941 yeah. in the with the slide-mounted safety. Faye Valentine has a Glock 30, uh, Glock 30 Gen 4. We know because at one point they show it close up enough, and they even included the still has the writings, Glock 30 Gen 4. Yeah. Uh, Attention to detail is important. Right. Um, all those things because it was they like there's no future guns it's they well do. you might have not have gotten there yet but they make a really good joke of it when there is future guns <laughs> um i don't know if you've seen the episode so i don't want to spoil it for you no i think i'm only on episode three uh, but okay. now now that they've canceled it i'm probably just gonna end up binging the whole show because i don't need to wait for a new season yeah um, i i'm so pissed about that one of the reasons that they said the show didn't work or there, there was an article that I read, and I think the, the article that I read was a little pretentious, but it talks about how, like, they tried to adhere too much to the cartoon, and they, they were saying lines like, okay, we got that line on the way, check that off, and, you know, and, and how people are, I don't really know what, like, the things that we're geeking out about are the things that they're, they're, they're complaining about why the show didn't work. They said um, it paid too much homage to the cartoon, and... But if the other route, if they didn't pay any homage to the cartoon, the resource material that it came from, and it, you know, people would have been like, "Oh, it doesn't pay. It's it's, it's a whole different thing." And blah, no, you know. um, what I think is more likely is I read in a secondhand article. This is right when the show was still in production, um, and they weren't sure that it was going to come out. Apparently, there was a change in leadership in Netflix, uh-huh. and from what I've learned about reading industry news in Hollywood is the one thing that will kill a project more effectively than anything is a change in leadership at the studio. Um, Because what will happen is a new CEO, new developer comes in and the first thing they do is scrap all the old projects, scrap everything that came before them. What I feel is more likely happened is Cowboy Bebop was far enough in in production that it was going to happen no matter what. But once it got to airing, if it was not some spectacular hit, it was just going to get the axe because it was a old regime project. Yeah, that's and I, I, I honestly think it was just Netflix was looking for a reason to cancel it, um, and especially with some of the like blockbuster budget stuff netflix is taking on yeah in addition to the fact that it is now going to cost them more to produce material because iatsi won their strike which which is a huge thing like if you if you hadn't heard about the iatsi strike um iatsi is the basically the stagehands union so they are the grips they are the guys who move boxes they, yeah. they are the people who make hollywood productions everything work the behind the scenes people yes yeah and after the whole alec baldwin thing going no on. no 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 this is before that oh okay there were three big sticking points with iatsi uh one of them was um studios not allowing people turn around or like basically mer- making people work these huge extended shifts and the only thing that prevented them from doing it were penalty fees and the movies figured out it's more profitable to pay the penalty fees than it is to stop work. 
Um, the second big sticking point was turnaround time between shifts. It's like, hey, you've been on set since 5 a.m. on Friday, and now it's midnight on Saturday, but we're going to need you back on set 4 a.m. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one was when IATSE last time had negotiated contracts, nobody was sure what streaming would be. So if you're doing a production for television or movies, there is a certain fee associated with it. But streaming, they didn't know what it was going to be, so there was no service fee attached for doing streaming. So you didn't have to pay these extra fees to cruise when you were doing streaming shows. Well, now... There's streaming more, is everything. Yeah, there's more streaming things being produced yeah. than there is non-streaming. So they were abusing that uh-huh. like gap in the thing. Yeah. And when IATSE went to negotiate, the producers were like, no, we're, we're not keeping this contract. Um, you're just going to work with it. And IATSE said, cool, we will strike. Yeah. And then... As they should. Yeah. Yeah. And then... The writers agreed to strike with them. Uh-huh. The actors agreed to strike with them. Uh, the sound producers, who are also usually the companies that rent the sound equipment, because sound users want to use their equipment, so they just add in the fee of them having their own equipment. So now you don't have sound. Um, so you, you have nothing. So, We're going off topic anyways, yeah. but go ahead. In addition, the truck drivers uh, agreed to strike with them, or not cross picket lines. Uh, so... Now, here's the part where Alec Baldwin fits in. He had gone with a first-time armorer because, specifically, he was the executive producer on that project, and he was worried if... So, the companies that do guns for movies, there's like three of them. And there's three of them because they are incredibly well-maintained, do-shit-right and insured up the ass. They keep obscenely large inventories of guns. Um, There are more guns in the companies that do Hollywood Armory than there are in some third world uh, militaries. He went with somebody who wasn't one of those accredited armorers to do his show because he was worried if the strike happened, he would have to stop production. And that's how he ended up with a cut-rate armorer who wasn't really checking things properly, and he shot somebody. Okay. Back to the bebop thing. Okay, so... So, yeah, I'm, I'm so, crushed so, that it's gone. <laughs> so... Yeah, um... I don't, I don't even remember how we got started on the whole IATSE but... thing. <laughs> well, the cost of production and why they're oh, shutting oh, it down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, basically, now, all streaming media is going to cost more to produce. Yeah. So, that is something we are going to see in the future that is going to affect streaming content, uh, which means we could possibly see a shit ton more crappy streaming reality shows. I won't watch them, and I don't think anybody else will either. That's the thing with streaming streaming things. Okay, okay. Mild off-topic rant. There is one streaming reality show that I watch, and it follows a company in Britain, and what they do is... They just restore people's old things. So it's kind of like American Pickers, but it's like, oh, 
This is Sandy. Sandy has this antique cuckoo clock who's hung in her father's house for generations, and but now it no longer works, and Sandy would like to have it restored. And it's just these very, very incredibly skilled artisans restoring people's old family heirlooms. Great. You have at that. Dude, it's... it's <laughs> Like that and how it's made are, are are like middle-aged dad porn to me. I just really feel that Netflix should have given this show at least one more season before oh, they yeah, pull the yeah, plug. Yeah. Um, to say because no 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 show in its first season is well and not to supposed to be you and know? not to mention it released against two other streaming shows that were arguably monsters. So the Wheel of Time streaming series on Amazon Prime, yeah, and Hawkeye yeah. on Netflix or, or Disney Plus, yeah, Disney Plus. We'll and get not, to that one in a yeah, second. And, and not to mention, uh, in like two weeks, the exp- the last season of The Expanse drops. I did watch the first episode of that. We'll get to that though. Um, since you brought up Disney Plus, though, I the, you've seen the story about how Disney Plus is going to revive Firefly, right? Have you seen that? So this is something that has been talked about speculated there i don't know if they've made an official announcement yet but it is something that has been pseudo in the works for ever since basically disney bought out fox to my knowledge they have said yes we're doing this and that's about all they're doing um this is one of those situations where so much time has passed that I really don't think that they're going to get the original actors back because they've all all the original actors, the vast majority of them are on projects of their own right now for the most well, part. Well, okay, well, uh, Nathan Fillion is I I don't know if he's detached to anything right now. Um, he was doing a couple of TV shows, but I don't know if any of them are still on the air. Uh, Alan Turdick is basically Disney is his bitch, or he is Disney's bitch. They that say, was Wash, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. he's dead anyways. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, he he can come back as a robot. He worked in Rogue One. <sighs> now, <laughs> that's uh, what I was point getting with this, is that I don't think they should try... They should, in my opinion, it would be cool... This is... Firefly is another cool world that you could do other things in and bring the other actors back yes, to interact it, it with, is, start it a is, new crew yeah, or something. Yeah, it is completely feasible to have a new crew on a new ship and then you know every once in a while they run into jane they run into yeah they could be tied to them in some way well the other thing is is i was reading in an article that like there was a lot of stuff in firefly that isn't going to fly on disney for one one of the characters was a prostitute you know and that's not going to fly on on disney networks or you know unless they do it on the whole Disney 18 plus format that they're working on putting together for shows like for like Deadpool and things like that. Yeah, no, you but, can, I was going to say you can I mean Firefly was originally primetime TV, which is has to be G-rated. Yeah, I get so, that. So yeah, it's they can talk about that she was a courtesan, but they just can't show her doing the dirty. Correct. Um, but it would be it would be cool if they had some kind of new crew or something like that. Plus, the other thing is, so much time has passed since the crew since that other fly since Firefly happened. Years have passed. We've lost Wash. I mean, it would be cool to see like if they've got how they've gone their own separate ways and stuff, and have people interact with I, them. I was gonna say it helps that uh, Nathan Fillion is pretty much ageless. Um, yes, but I'm just curious. Like, you know, do you think it would work? 
I, I, oh, yeah. You know, and, and if Disney does it... If only Disney had experience expanding worlds that were originally in movies and other TV shows and creating new extra content that filled in gaps in the world history. And did it properly. Gee. If only if they had people only. there. Yeah. If there was only a show out there that was similar to a Old West show... And had people, but the problem oh is those God. guys are so busy right <laughs> like, now. How, how do you know The Mandalorian's the base, best space yep. Western TV show? Because it got yeah, a second season. season. Yes. And that world is expanding and growing very well. Oh my God, I just saw. I don't, I don't think those people could do it because they're so tied up doing Star Wars stuff that it would be like, here's another project on your plate. Because well, those well, guys yeah. are so invested in making Star Wars what it is now. And Disney at this point is like, you know what? Just just do what you're going to do. We'll stand back as long as, you know, we'll keep an eye on you and say everything once in a while. I mean, and John Favreau is probably done with with Spider-Man. So, yeah. you know, he, he's freed up unless he wants to do another season and, of The Chef Show, which I am 100% behind. Um, and then you got Dave, and Dave's on board. Those are the two men. Dave like, Fellini, yeah. Yeah, Fellini and Favreau gets all the credit, but Fellini is also very much... It's both of them, and one of them gets short-sighted a lot. I believe John Favreau only makes content for Marvel and DC, or excuse me, Marvel and Star Wars, uh, just to uh, subsidize his side hustle of being a fake chef. <laughs> it's very possible. Like, like he just does those movies because that then lets him on his free time pretend to be a chef, and you know, make his chef TV show. So. That's pretty much all we can say about Firefly because we really don't know anything about it. But no. I'm curious to see what they're going to do, and hopefully they'll do it right. Which brings me to our next topic. Well, I know the, you well, didn't have this. Well, no, hold on, because there's something we can circle on right here is uh, Star Wars content, uh, because we did just bring up Star Wars. Oh, the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett's coming yeah. out, yeah. but also um, yesterday was the Twitch Video Game Awards, which I don't didn't even know was a thing until I was watching another Twitch and they were like, oh yeah, the video games awards are going on now. Um, but, uh, like Spike TV used to do a video game awards before Spike TV did it. G4 did a video game awards and it's basically just an excuse to, oh, by the way, here's new games that are coming out. And one of the trailers they dropped is for a new Star Wars game called Star Wars Eclipse. I know nothing about this. Neither did I until I saw the trailer. And apparently it's set in the High Republic era, which is the new novel series they've been pushing. Yeah, but it's not doing real well. No, it's doing... It's, yeah, it's doing well. I, I don't know where you've heard it's not doing well. Everything that I've read, people aren't really into okay, it. Okay, you read fans. Fans shit on things. I read industry. Industry's like, yeah, this is just printing money. Well, anything Star Wars is an excuse yeah. to print money. Yeah, and as long as it is an excuse to print money, they will continue to do it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's set in the High Republic era, which is... I haven't read the books yet, um, but like I think it's 400 years before the prequels. So the only character who's really around is Yoda. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, it's kind... It's, it's what... One of the ideas of Star Wars that we've always wanted to kind of see, um, that they kind of you kind of got in games like The Old Republic, yeah, that's where what it's I want. like I want Old Republic. Yeah, you are seeing the Republic at the height of its power, the Jedi Knights at the height of their power, um, 
and then there's some like aliens who are uh, supposedly some form of space Vikings, and like the the aesthetic they show in the, this trailer is fucking amazing. Like they're doing like the big Japanese drums. Their bodies are all ritually scarred. Um, they've got like these giant ass juggernaut vehicles, and they're marching in like rank and file. And there's Jedi's fighting Jedi's. Uh, so wow. yeah, yeah, hmm. I'm kind of super excited for it. Um, uh, then and yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we've gotten a couple of like teaser previews of stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that's the next show to drop once Hawkeye's over with. Yeah, once so, Hawkeye's over with, it's going to be Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and because then, they've stated that in the summertime, it's going to be Marvel. In the winter, the winter season, it's going to be Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which I don't think Mandalorian season three is going to drop till like fall next year. Actually, I think that's supposed to be the tail end of what we're going into. No, because they just they just started production on it. Like within the last couple of months, they just started mm-hmm. production. We're not going to see that till fall of next year. Because uh, well, once the book of book because book of Boba Fett thinks only like ten episodes. Yeah, it's, well, that's that's kind of they it's the aver- same with Hawkeye. Yeah, they average from like six to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announced. Well, then what's coming on after after Book of Boba Fett's done? What's following Book of Boba Fett then? Um, because possibly the, uh, Moon Knight. No, because they, no. they 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 did preview some stuff for Moon Knight. No, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be Case and Andor. Oh yeah, because that was already in production. Yeah, so that's probably what's gonna be coming after Book of Boba Fett, and then. I have no idea what's going on with Ahsoka, like when that's actually supposed to hit. I think that's in production now as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't think or is Or is it the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Oh, it might be Obi-Wan. Might be Obi-Wan. Because I, I know production's wrapped on that. They're in post. Yeah. So, yeah, it very likely could be Obi-Wan. And they're clever how... What's cool about how they've done all these shows is the tying factor is the sets and everything. Because they can do Book of Boba Fett... <laughs> Tatooine, they can do. Um, they, they they've made they they've made overlapping productions to save money a story feature. Well, it works. I mean, when you're doing shows like this, you you know these are big monstrous things, so that makes the most sense to be able to get the most value out of you can't like out of all these sets and because really they're all being filmed in deserts. Tatooine is a desert, you're, so you already got that there. Then you've got. The the whole the whole um yeah that well, was, most of the Obi Wan Kenobi show takes place on Tatooine from what I understand. That was the nice thing about uh, that was the nice thing about uh, the Mandalorian was it's like you know we finally got to see uh, Star Wars planets in other biomes than deserts. Yeah, it's, it's true. We did. We got to see a little bit of everything in that show. Um, but um, but I I have heard that part of Obi Wan will t- there will be off world on Mustafar. Yeah. Like, like we could possibly see a Darth Vader rematch. There is. They've already said there is. Oh, so they bad. have already stated that there will be a Darth Vader rematch of some kind. And Darth Vader is going to have different armor than he had. And uh, and everybody was like, well, how is that going to work? Because Darth Vader said, I haven't felt that. In a, you know, But they never, they've let, there was enough room in those statements to be able to form this series around <laughs> Yeah, they're it. suitably vague. Yeah. So they could, they, but they, they've, they, they've made, well, they, everybody knows that uh, Hayden Christensen's coming back for Darth Vader. They've made no secret about that at all. There's oh, been, yeah. there's already production photos of them practicing battling each other. Because mm-hmm. the big thing was, is like, well, is he going to come back in dream sequences or, now that's the thing, is he going to fight him in dream sequences or, or what's going on? But they've, there, there will be the rematch. And it's things like that that I want. Like that's, 
to minor rant about Star Wars again, we never got a scene where the original Carrie Fisher, where the original Luke, Han Solo, Carrie Fisher, and Luke Skywalker were together again in the last set of movies. Which brings me, well, we'll get to it, I guess, because I was going to make the jump to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, but we never got that. And so, again, Disney's like, all right, let's listen to what the fans actually want and let's give it to them rather than, you know, no, you're going to take this and you're going to like it. No, I'm not. <laughs> So far, everything I've gotten, I've liked, and there's still people poo-pooing it and shit, but it's like, dude, they're giving us what we want. Shut the hell up. Let's let's take this. I'm happy with it. Let's go. Like, so, anyway. nerds everywhere, as a nerd, but also a Gen X nerd, shut up and enjoy shit. Absolutely. Stop shitting on things. Just fucking enjoy shit. Bebop. This brings me back to Bebop. If you'd have shut the fuck up and watched it we probably would still have more bebop coming and it sucks because going back to it i loved the i loved bebop i loved what we got and i was so worried it was going to suck and it was great and it's like nope no more so yeah this reminds me of the old days of what fox used to do when fox used to do shows they would put great shows out and then they would fucking cancel them uh it's like oh you're not the next x files canceled yeah they did it with um what was that one show uh almost human or something like that it was very blade runner-ish it had carl orban in it um it got to a point where it's it's on Fox. So I'm not going to bother watching. It's going to get canceled. Yeah, Why? We, we've made the. I think we've had this exact line. Yeah. To where to the point and where Netflix I ha- is becoming that way. To the point where I have the uh, the Peter Griffin drop of like we just have to accept that Fox has to make rooms for it, and then two minutes of naming Fox shows that were canceled. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm afraid Netflix is going to do. Like the the Game of Thrones up that, that Game of Thrones show that's coming on. They filmed the one episode. They dropped an insanely huge amount of money filming the first episode. They didn't even have a script for the rest of the season. They filmed that, and then they said, all right, write the script for the rest of the show. Because it's Game of Thrones, and they know it's going to go somewhere. But it's like, really? You'll, you'll do that? But it's, I don't know. Well, because that is HBO. That's not Netflix. This is true. You're very correct. You have corrected um, me on that adequately, yes. And, and even that, I don't know if... Like... There's Game, a Lord of the Game, Rings show coming. Oh yeah, and supposedly like some of the stuff I'm hearing about that is fucking like you like they are going to touch on some deep Lord of the Rings nerd shit. Silmarillion. Yeah. Yeah. Like like there's going to be a lot of Silmarillion shit. Yeah. It, it takes place in the the age before the Hobbit. Uh huh. So it's long before I, it. I think that's like the second or third age. Um, but I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings geek, but again, it's got, you know, we, I came from that. That was, that was what got me into D and D and stuff. It was for a lot of us. That was what it was. So I'll right. watch it. I'll give it a shot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think Netflix is like producing with a shotgun approach. It's like, yeah, we're just going to throw a bunch of shit against Whatever the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, cause they've also been licensing a lot of Asian, uh, material or media. Yeah, but I think that like stuff was weird Asian sci-fi shows. Um, well, they've been doing that for a while. Like yeah. Squid Games really took off. Which, and which I still haven't seen. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's neat. But there's been a few shows like the, the, the well, Netflix has done this with many shows already. They did it with that show, um, Dark which was weird. And then they did it with another show, which had to do, I can't remember what the fuck it's called now, but it was, it was a good show, but it was an ice. I believe it was an Icelandic show. And it had to deal with, uh, this volcano and people coming back that were dead. 
and that was a cool show. So they're not, what happens is they probably see these shows that have already been shown in other countries and said, okay, well, how much is this going to cost? It's, it's already been produced. Let's license this because it's already been made in another country. They're just licensing the rights to be here. They're not necessarily producing the show. Oh. Whereas at these other shows, Netflix is footing the bill for them to be made. Like Netflix paid for um, they, they, like the, the Marvel content, Daredevil, all those shows. Netflix helped pay for that. The Cowboy Bebop show, Netflix helped pay for that. Okay, well... Um, let, Whereas let's... the Asian content doesn't cost as much for them, all these right. other foreign shows. But let's um, talk about Ghostbusters after. No, 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 no. Because you just hit on... Yeah. You just hit on something else. The Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. So, the... Oh, Daredevil. Yeah. I know where you're going. Well, yeah. well, that's that's one thing, is Kevin Feige has confirmed yeah. that Charlie Cox is Daredevil for the Marvel MCU. Well, what he said was, we don't know if we're going to bring Daredevil back, but if we did, it would be Charlie Cox. Now, also... Have you been watching Hawkeye? Oh, yes. I've caught all of the Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Every single one so, of them. So, I am willing... Like, okay, so we've speculated a lot in these Marvel shows. Like, we spent three shows expecting Mephisto and never got him. Yeah. But I am willing to put dollars to donuts that by the end of Hawkeye, we will see Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. They've already confirmed it. They confirmed that a while ago. Vincent D'Onofrio himself confirmed it. No, they've never confirmed it. Vincent D'Onofrio made a bunch of cryptic tweets that kind of took it, and they haven't said for sure. Google it right now. I, I will die on this hill. This is the hill you're willing to I'm, die yes, on. Yes, I am, because they've made no secret of it. That was one of the things that, that pulled, that was like that was like a selling feature for Hawkeye. And it was like, okay, because, okay, there's so, so many, so many Daredevil Easter eggs hidden in this show in, in plain sight. They're not even trying not to hide them. The hotel where the big fa the big auction took place and one of the fights took place, that was the hotel in the final season of Daredevil on Netflix that Fisk used to have his like private room or whatever the hell in. Uh, trench, now the the um, not trench coat mafia, the um, the sweatsuit mafia, um, tracksuit mafia, tracksuit mafia, yeah, all of these different every things. okay. So I um, I just googled Hawkeye Kingpin. These are the articles that come up. Hawkeye just secretly hinted at uh, Kingpin. Uh, Kingpin will play. Kingpin may part play a part in Hawkeye. Uh, I'm gonna Hawkeye go Vincent D'Onofrio may uh, sparks Kingpin fan rumors. I'm gonna go. I, I can't do it right now because I don't. A, I don't have my computer in front of me. I don't have the links. But I'm gonna barrage you with this information. Hawkeye <laughs> Hawkeye Kingpin leak. Hawkeye leak confirms huge Daredevil cameo. It's like yeah, they have not officially said it. It's because they don't want to say it. They don't want. They want the hype to build. They you don't get hype if you release things early. They want like there's a the whole Hollywood industry of the leaked content or the well that's marketing now. trailer. Yeah, the whole Spider-Man No Way Home thing. It's with the whole other two Spider-Man coming back. It's like the worst kept secrets in Hollywood. But right. anyways, they won't confirm like, it. But it's like. I don't want to debate about it because we're going to go on and on about it for hours. I, I really just don't give that much of a shit I'm about it. Right. Whatever. I just don't give that much of a shit about it. It's okay. It's okay. But anyways. Um, but yes, now we will finally go to Ghostbusters because I fucking have a lot to say about Ghostbusters. Well, go ahead. Um, 
this is the Ghostbusters movie I have been waiting 30 years for. This is the Ghostbusters movie that Ghostbusters 2 should have been. This is the Ghostbusters movie. I don't movie. know if I'd go that far. Go, okay. There is no way around it. Ghostbusters 2 was a cheap cash grab. It, it was. was. It was. There's it not was. a debate about that. Ghostbusters 1 made a shitload of money. Yeah. And they took that money to Harold Ramis and um, the guy whose son wrote this one, whose name I can't remember, um, Jason Reitman, uh, and said, here is a shitload of money. Write us a Ghostbusters sequel so we can have it out by Christmas. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And they made a Ghostbusters sequel. And it never... I mean, even that. So... It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Yeah. It was okay. Here is the thing that it took them 30 years to remember about the first Ghostbusters movie. The first Ghostbusters movie is not a comedy. It is a scary movie that has comedic elements to break the tension. But at its heart, it's a thriller. It is a tension-filled movie with jump scares and things like that. And at points in this movie, there are comedic elements to break the tension. Ghostbusters 2 was a comedy. Ghostbusters Answer the Call was a comedy. And that's why they never hit with the same chord as the original Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife is a scary movie. And I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't maybe call it a thriller, but it is not a comedy. It is a movie that has comedic elements. Well, it has it. heart to it, too. And yeah. Um,. The only complaint, the only complaint I have about the movie is that it, it just seemed like it took a long time for the story to wind up and get really going. It, it took a little too long to build, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. It was like, uh, move the story along a little bit more, a little bit more. Oh, God, no. That's what I want. I want you to spend the first act of the movie building the story. Then I want act two to be tension starting, and then I want act three to be the action. What I did like about it, though, this, and I've said this on Facebook, here I go again, but this this did everything right that the previous Star Wars movies did not do. It used the, it paid proper respect to what came before it. Oh my it. god, show me on the doll where the Star Wars... Did, the, I'm just doing this for a comparison, give me a second, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, okay. But you do this comparison with everything. Like, seriously, show me on the doll where Star Wars touched you. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it, it it's... The previous actors were in the movie just enough, and it, it did what it had to do without beating you over the head. Like, we got the scene where we had the original Ghostbusters, even the one who wasn't who couldn't be there, was still there. Yeah. We had all of them there, and it left the door open for them to, in different ways, to come back in the future without dominating the movie. It was right. a proper handing of the torch to the next generation. And it still paid tribute the way it should have to what came before it. Exactly. And that was what, that, that, you know, that, that was what it needed to be. That was what I wanted it to be. And... I know we're not going to get the original Ghostbusters back fighting ghosts again no. and stuff like that. And that's okay. Um, you know? Yeah. And, and in a way, like, one of my favorite scenes is the the phone call when Phoebe calls Ray. 
And it, like she's got the Ghostbusters number, and she calls it, and it rings the shop, and Ray's a cult. And it, there, there he is, and it's like she says, like Egon Spangler, and he's like Egon Spangler's a son of a bitch, and I hope he rots in hell. Yeah. And like then he tells the story of what happened. Yeah. And there are, and I, that was like the moment where it's like, okay, this explains why we're in the world we're in. Is because Egon took all this, took all the Ghostbusters equipment, and left, and didn't tell anybody why. And they, that was kind of like breaking up the band. And everybody went their separate ways. Yeah. And it was just heartbreaking to hear them. Him, like, talking about Egon that way. Because, like, Egon always was the grounded one. Now, what I really want to know is, when the fuck did Egon have time to have a kid? And who did he have a kid with if it wasn't Janine? I don't know. But that's the source material they can go into in a, in a later movie. Like, I told, like, in the one trailer, when they showed Janine, like, I totally was waiting for, like, that to be... Um, the the main character's mom, uh, Egon's daughter. Uh-huh. I can't remember her name, but his granddaughter Phoebe. Yeah. Like like that would to be the the who Egon fucked. Uh-huh. Like because that's let's be honest, we all want to know who Egon fucked. Yeah, because uh, that was the way. And I applied a lot of those two getting together. In and the I actually think it does a little disservice because that was the only female he was really close to was Janine. And I think it would have served better if, since they knew, since they knew um, Rick Moranis wasn't going to come back, to just have that Janine hooked up with with Egon. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there there's just so many, like little hints and subtle nods, like the way that they use Egon's spectral presence as a way of him connecting with the family that he distanced himself from because he felt he was essentially saving the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like playing chess with his granddaughter. And then when the light moving and stuff, yeah, the light, see, like, that's what I'm talking about where it had the heart of the movie there. Like they did a really good job of putting that character in the movie without him actually being in the movie. Exactly. And that I really liked and I really respected that. Um, um one one of the things I loved about this movie was the fact that they built an Ecto one for it, um, and then a lot like a lot of those scenes that is a physical car driving around. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they put like a Hemi V ten engine in it to be able to drift Ecto one. They were uh, Dan Aykroyd was because Dan Aykroyd was very heavily involved in the production of it. He was talking about how they used a lot of they did a lot of stuff like that. A lot of the prat like where they they filmed it in a small town and not in a giant city because it was cheaper to film it in a small. Oh town. my god! Yeah, like the. So here's a fun fact. It is insanely expensive to film in New York City. Yeah. Um. You the original Ghostbusters movie got away with filming a lot of locations in New York. Because that was the height of SNL, and they had a shit ton of money to throw around. Um, 90% of all TV shows that supposedly take place in New York City are not filmed in New York City. The sole exception being Law & Order. 
Law and Order was one of the only TV shows that was set in New York City and filmed in New York City. And it was because for 25 to 30 years, it was a part of the city and the city was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 100%, they were like, they were not going to film and they gave a good reason. It actually was filmed in Canada. Uh, well, a lot of places film in Toronto. Well, can- a lot of a lot of shows are filmed in Canada, Toronto, a lot of those cities because it's cheaper to do it up there. Well, yeah, um, but they resemble American cities in a lot of ways. Famously, uh, until season five, X Files was shot exclusively in Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, to the point where there was one episode where they're supposedly in the Arizona desert, and they painted a rock quarry red to film it in Vancouver and have it look like the Arizona desert. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, But a friend of mine on Facebook used to live in Manitoba. And when she saw that billboard with the cowboy on it, apparently that's a famous billboard in in Manitoba. And she was, it made her a little homesick that she wasn't there anymore. Aw. But, uh, yeah, Acro was saying that they did a lot of little things like that to keep the budget down to be able... They they want, they, they they did it to keep to cost, cost of production down so that would allow for more profit at the box office. Right. Whereas the previous movie with the three women, they went all out and did all kinds of crazy effects. They filmed it in New York and stuff like that. So when it did drop and it didn't do as well as it did, the movie didn't make as much money, so it was considered a bomb. So they did a lot of the things specifically the way that they did them so they would have the budget for the scene where they're all back together again. And I, I don't want to spoil that because if you haven't seen the movie yet, which you, you mean you just spoiled that they were all back together again. Well, no, how they did it though. Cause yeah. I'm still curious how they pulled that off. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go into depth. I mean, I'll talk to you in private about oh, it. Oh, you mean about uh, ghost Egon? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. We, dude, <laughs> we've already spoiled pretty much know, everything in this. But he's actually like, I don't know how they got that ghost to look so much like him. You know, I, he didn't talk, which again, they, that you know, that's, they didn't the, have to The worry. same way. Uh, Hollywood magic, I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like the same way they made uh, Jeff Daniels be 30-year-old Jeff Daniels in Tron 2. Uh, the same, that's reverse aging, though. Like this, The same way they made... Uh, some random dude, Luke Skywalker, for uh, the last episode of this, the second season of Mandalorian. But those didn't, that even, dis- that didn't still look, it didn't look right. But we were, like, with the with, with Mandalorian, we were willing to suspend disbelief because we were all so happy to see Luke Skywalker again. Like, I'm actually, this I'm looked, actually oh, a little disappointed they didn't use Sebastian Stan. Cause... I, well, I am, it's, it's, it's I, mean, I am and I'm he, not. He's, al- <laughs> he's already on Disney's payroll. Exactly. Exactly. And going forward, I really think they should use Sebastian Stan for everything Luke Skywalker going forward. But for that one scene, it was it, that one moment. It was like, yeah, this is cool. It doesn't look right, but this is what I wanted. You know, um, Ma- Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. Again, uh, it didn't look quite right where maybe it's just because the technology's come so far along. But Ghost Econ, Ghost Egon, it was like, wow, that looks that really looks like him. Like that really looks like because it's that same technology, but instead of making it a physical person, they made it a ghost. Yeah. Which means you're willing, you can get away with the fact that they're like, you purposely making it not look like a live human. You're giving it the spectral presence that allows it to get away. That, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, because like, him like being a ghost, in, he didn't have to talk. So, he's a ghost. so like in 
when they did it to Chris Evans in Captain America, the first Avenger, like unless you look really like closely at his neckline, you can't tell that for the first, you can't really, it's really hard to tell that for the first third of the movie, he's computer animated. Uh Uh-huh. Skinny guy. Like, yeah. Like, like below the head, it's everything, everything is computer generated. Yeah. Um, I guess technology's come that far now. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, it helps if you aren't, if you're looking at it to find what's wrong, you will always find what's wrong. See, I couldn't like, find a lot wrong with it though. Yeah. Like I, I never like looking at Tarkin and Rogue One, like it was, I never like I was seriously freaked out. I'm like, who the fuck did they get to play Peter Cushing? And well, the then, guy that they did looked a lot like him, so they didn't have to do that much alteration. And it was the voice. It was the voice, like that menace in the voice, mm. and the like. The little cuts at Krennic were just spot on. Like I loved Tarkin in Rogue One. Like that was outside of the original three. That was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Rogue One was fantastic. Yeah, I, I like. Z- Never was able to come up with anything I didn't really like about Rogue One. Yeah, same here. Other than they could, they could have made sequels of that crew very easily, and I would have watched more Rogue One movies because there's little background stories that they could have used them for. But the decision was made. You know, we we should kill these characters off or what have you. And, yeah. And it was like, all right, well, whatever. I'm glad I got what I got. So. Um, yeah, and and. Plus, it's gonna it's gonna set up as the impetus for Rogue Squadron, and all I fucking care about is Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I'm wondering when that's gonna drop too. Uh, well, that is a movie, so that's gonna have a longer production time yeah. than than some of the Disney Plus shows. Um, but yeah, that that is, uh, I'd say maybe. I don't know if they're working on it right now. I don't know what production is on it, but I would say probably safely 2023 we'll see Rogue Squadron. Um. Uh, I don't know. Cause... I don't know. <laughs> Star Wars for me is Disney Plus right now. Let, like, so... Let's see. What Marvel movies are we getting in 2022? We're getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I think is the first one out. Ant-Man, Quantum Mania is coming. Um, there's... That, that's... Uh... Li- but that's... They've just announced that. I don't even think that's in pre-production yet. Um, uh, so that's that's not anytime soon. I think the ones that are coming next year are... Uh, like I said, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's the other big one. Um, and I think the third one is pro- possibly Wakanda Forever. That sounds right, too. Yeah. Yeah, because already, they're already filming that one. That's probably about three-quarters of the way done, I think. Yeah. Um, um, so, I, yeah, that sounds about right. Which I am totally probably going to cry like a bitch at that movie. Like, oh, my God. Like... I, I am going to be emotionally probably wrecked at that movie. I'm really curious, and I think they'll do it right, but I'm really curious what they're going to do with Wakanda Forever. Because mm-hmm. um, they know they they know they have huge shoes to fill and they have to do it respectfully. But this is one of those, as long as they don't fuck it up real bad, I think a lot of people will cut Disney some slack. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they, they had to do the best they could out of a bad situation. So everybody on board is going to be like, the question is, is, how are they going to do it and how how it's going to go. But I mean, outside of Spider-Man and Dr. Strange, the Disney movies, I really don't care about coming up the brand. You know, I'm more concerned with the Disney shows. Oh no, uh, no. I'm, I'm so on board for love and thunder. Like I'm like Tito, what 
They can do pretty much whatever Sounds he like wants. Sounds like a Jawa talking. Yeah. <laughs> Tika Watiti. Like, oh my God. Like, I want him to make another five Thor films. I want him to take over the next Galax- Guardians of the Galaxy movie. If James Gunn wasn't going to come back, I wanted Tika Watiti to take over Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, he's good. I've got no problem at all with him. He's he makes really good movies. The last yeah. Thor movie was fantastic. Oh my god, it was so. And and there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, that was terrible." I'm like, "No, no, that it was, was good, amazing. That dude. was good." But big monster. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Plus, they also gave Hemsworth room. They, they gave Hemsworth a lot of room with his character. Right. That was when we got funny Thor. Like, cause, cause even Hemsworth, like, and let me, let me do some more with this character. And they let him run with it. And then we got fat Thor, which I guess was his oh, idea as well. And it worked. So it's like, you know, cause finally, he, finally a, a cosplay that is achievable for my body type. Exactly. Fat Thor, the dude Thor, Lebowski Thor. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm, I, I am very, well, I've read the comic book that Love and Thunder is, is loosely based off of where Jane Foster becomes Thor. The only thing, the only thing that's going to break my disbelief on Jane Austen being Thor is the fact that, oh my God, I, I don't think Natalie Portman's five feet tall. Like I've seen the costume she wore in, in, in Star Wars and she is freaking tiny. Oh, she is. She's small. Yeah, but like, movie magic. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. They've been making Tom Cruise look tall since the '80s. Exactly. That's not that big of a deal. And I've seen pictures of her. She she did buff up for the role. She did put some muscles and stuff on for it. Um, and I'm really curious if Sophie is going to pop up because in, in the in the Foster comic book where Jane Foster becomes Thor, uh, Loki was female. Mm-hmm. So they've already set that up with the Loki series with with Sophie being the female Thor. I mean the female the female Loki. So it's very very possible that she could pop up differently as a different kind of character because yeah. Sophie is not the same kind of Loki. No. Um, no. So that's very possible that she could. There's a lot of things from that comic book they could very easily carry over. But they were talking today that Thor gets a, a new uh, Mjolnir that it reforms and it's a new hammer. Because um, from what I've also read, Battery Bill is supposed to be in it, and Battery Bill in the comic book was who got Stormbreaker or Stormbringer, um, and that's how like they gave it to him. Right. And it's because Thor gets a new hammer. Um, so I don't know if that's the one that Foster gets cause she doesn't stay Thor in the comic book. She became Thor because Thor was like, we're not worthy. And the whole comic book, I, the whole idea with that one was that Thor was like, we're more concerned about being gods than the people that we're servicing to. And he, he says, we're not worthy of this. And the hammer was like, yep, you're right. You're not. But the idea that Asgard has to have a protector, there has to be a Thor and that's how it ends up being the Jane. And in the comic book, she had cancer. And when she was Thor, she didn't have cancer. And Loki kept messing with her and being like, no, you're not right to be Thor and all this stuff. In the end, in the comic book, Odin cures her of her cancer and Thor becomes Thor again. Because so, Odin. Because Odin. But Odin's not around anymore. So, But of course, you know, the Marvel movies never exactly follow the plots. The same thing with the Hawkeye show. The Hawkeye show does not follow the exact Matt Fracture comic run of the Hawkeye comic book. Right. But loosely based on it, it does a good job of it. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, we haven't talked about Hawkeye yet. No, we, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, so I'm all caught up on it. How about you? Um, I am caught up on it. Do you want to take a break here? And that way we can have content for the next show or because you wanted to make this into a, a two shows if possible. I'm not sure if we're going to have enough to do two shows tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure because we, we still got other stuff to so uh, we've been recording for about an hour. We are going to pause the conversation here so we can take this to two episodes so we got some stuff in the bank because it's been a while since we have an episode. So right here we're going to end the first episode. Uh, I'm John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Uh, this is Rojan. And... End of line. Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. It ain't over now. So, what's the plan? Take on, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write them off. Close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaking! Yes! All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse.